This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Um, let's talk through some of the other games quickly that uh, also took place over the weekend, um, some a little bit more important than others. Um, Australia, we talked about defeating Scotland 84 points to nil. I think the nil is probably the most impressive part. Um, you saw with the Kiwis, even against Jamaica, you know. Well, kept, fluid. Yeah. You know, they're, just, yeah. they're fluid. They, Josh Adokar is a player of the tournament at the moment. You know, um, I just think that they're going in against Lebanon, you know, Michael Checker, he'll have he'll have a couple of tricks up his sleeve, but they'll need they'll need a miracle to uh, to slow this Australian side down. They've just been on fire. Six players as well on debut in that game for for Australia. I think all all but um, Lindsay Collins were the only ones that hadn't played in a grand final. So wow. six of those seven um, players that were on debut had played in a grand final. Interesting. Um, one stat that I absolutely loved from that game: Scotland only had five play the balls inside the Australian half in the first forty minutes. And, five, and that's you know that's what they'll do. Like yeah. that's where they're getting their cohesion built. They're actually, I can I I can guarantee you, Mel is already pre- pre- preparing for the Kiwis, saying you really need to nail this area mm. and just go to work on it. You know, and they're coming out and they're doing exactly what he's what he's telling them to do. And yeah, unless we we pick up, I guess. The form that we need in the next two weeks, mate. We we are a little bit behind them at the moment. Mm. Australia play Italy on Sunday morning at seven thirty, uh, and Scotland play Fiji at five a.m. on Sunday. Um, Fiji did beat Italy sixty points to four, basically books their spot almost in the uh, quarterfinals to play New Zealand. Uh, Kikau got a double, Asivo got a double as well. Um, I didn't actually catch that game against Italy, Kempi, but Fiji, are they, yeah, they looking look like really they'll good. pose a threat? Yeah, 100%. 100%. They've been there and done that before too in a quarterfinal. So, um, what was it, 4-0 they beat us that's by? That's right. <laughs> you know, so they'll be, they'll be reflecting on that. I think I think there'll be a lot of passion in this game against the Kiwis. It's uh, They'll throw everything but the, the kitchen sink at it. We need to be on top of our game. They've got a big side. Um, and they and they will try and, and go through the middle of us uh, with big kick out on the edge as, as their major threat. But you know we've got to be on top of our game here. Sixty to four, they look they, honestly they looked a, a very good team. Alpi Corusau doing what he does best as well. So Fiji, uh, they have Scotland, like I said, on Sunday morning at five a.m. Uh, Italy will play their last pool game against Australia. Um, so that's going to be. Probably a bit of a blowout as well. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do, Kimby. I've just got one text that's come here, through here on double eight double three. I'll save the other games for after news. Uh, someone's just said I think Sebastian Chris is in better form than Peter Hiku at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I don't know whether they'll start Nakori uh, in the centres on that left centre. Chris is going to play left centre. He ain't going to play right centre. I think Peter Hiku's got that locked down. Um, I just think that Peter Hiku needs to get going. You know what I mean? He's uh, he may be the, the informed centre, but Peter Hick has got the form against the Australians and if he can get himself in, back into the game in the next two weeks, he's, a, he's the number one centre out there. 
We will take a short break uh, for news, sport, and weather with Johnny Mack. Uh, still a few more games to run through, and then, of course, we've got to preview the games that are coming up this weekend, New Zealand Island as well. Like I said, though, want to hear from you on double eight double three, or give us a call 0800 150 11. It's open lines at the moment if you want to have a chat and talk some rugby league, talk some rugby league World Cup with myself and Kempi. Uh, jump on the blower and uh, let's have a yarn. But- Hey yo, hey yo, I came a long way since back in the day From a teenager trying to make it You got a mic's on, dude I had something to say Rocker mics was a dream I didn't care about pay I know this whole rap, Kempi That's right, that's right, Sammy A little bit about dreaming, mate A little bit about dreaming Well, look, we're dreaming at the moment we, We've been talking in the breaks just about how The Kiwis really need to get their act together Um because it's a false sense of security beating up on these minnow teams where everything, like you said, can become so easily. Um, and the danger here is that we're going to get absolutely hit in the face when it comes to Australia in the semi. It's just, I would have loved to probably be on the other side of the draw where you're playing a, a genuine challenger in an England, Tonga or Samoa, and then you're going to face basically one of them again in the quarterfinal. Yeah. You know, that would have been a much better build-up for us. But at the moment, it's it's a, you know, touch wood, a relatively easy path to Australia, and then we just get hit with a brick wall. A team that, like you said, is firing on every cylinder and us who are still trying to work it all out. It's, which... al- it's always the way at the World Cup. I mean, the last one I played in in 95 was exactly the same. When Ridgie shaved that post with a drop kick in the, in the final minute, went to extra time, you know. So, um, man, they just come out firing, and if you're not ready, you're dead, right? They catch you on the hop, and you've just got to gotta balance yourself out and try and keep up with them. And they'll try and start fast too, so... Um, interesting to see how Madge. Oh, look, I, I just think he needs to really knuckle them down. You know, I, I, I think they just need to go back to the basics. They need to really lay that platform down the middle of the park. And I, I, I gather that's what Jerome's going to do. So he's going to bring that game management around. Because I'll tell you what's missing is that mm. is there is a there is a dead set lack of game management and a and a decent. Um, kick up the backside when they when they when they're throwing floppy passes out the back and and just you know nonchalant um, attitude towards errors. You know you don't you don't get that many shots against Aussie. No, the one the thing that's also concerning me, Kempi, is um, is actually our conversions, our kicking. I mean, I know it's a problem, isn't it? It is. I mean, we we hit, I think eight from thirteen. A couple of them weren't particularly tough kicks, but. Um, like who's our who is our first up kicker? Well, you got Jordan Upper, who's who's probably your first right. up kicker. So he wasn't playing there on the weekend. Yeah. Um, Peter Hicku has a shot at goal. You've got. Well, it's like we we didn't know who it should be. Like why? To be honest, why was Dallin taking kicks? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because well, we haven't got a kicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, so but we, that's po- I mean, I know that's trivial, can be, but that's points on the park. I mean, you play Aussie and you go down say twenty eight twenty four, and all of a sudden two conversions or a couple of penalty goals are the difference. You know. Yep. Yeah, look, I I know it's a it is a little bit of a worry, and they'll take points. Aussie, they've got kickers for galore across that side. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, they're well, fight, they, could, they fight, could lend us one for the game. They're there. fighting out who's <laughs> <laughs> they having kickoffs. Literally. They having kickoffs at training to see who's yeah. kicking for goals because they they got that many good kickers. But um, it is that's another that's another area of concern um, for us here. But but I just hope they get back to basics. That's all. You know, I think I think. Time is running out for yeah. No, we're really happy with the with the attitude and everyone's getting on there because the two games have been very clunky, and they just need to get back to basics and really really start to to do what they're good at because we have got a really good forward pack mm. and we've got a backline that we can unleash. You know, there was a great quote from someone um, this week talking about the NPC final when I think it was Duplessis Kariffi after um, losing to North and Wellington, and one of the quotes he said in the dressing room to the team was, "The answers are in this room." 
for how we turn the season around. And I think it's similar with the Kiwis, right? The answers are in that team. That's right. They just have to work it out. They have to unlock it. Let's talk about some of the other games from the weekend. England uh, beating France 42 points to 18. Um, look, England are really starting to show themselves, Kempi. I mean, I was very impressed, of course, with the Samoan win. That changed my attitudes on them. But then the France game, equally, they were just as impressive. I mean, Dominic Young is stepping up again. He got two tries. Ryan Hall got a double. Um, I mean, the star really was George Williams. Yeah. Uh, once again, in the halves, he's just, he's running the show for them better than anyone at the tournament. And, you know, these guys are a red-hot shout. They really are. Yeah, George Williams ain't going to be frightening New Zealand and Australia either. You know, not not up there. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Andy Gregory, Sean Edwards, you mm-hmm. know, that little cocky-type player yeah, that just wants the ball, going through the middle, you know what I mean? He's he's tough, tough as anything. So um, you got to remember, too, when they play France, it's a, there's a lot of history there between England and France. So we had, had them at 18-12 at half-time, and then they just ran away with it in the end. Um, but, you know, they put in a decent eff- effort to France for their second game. But the, the, the Poms are looking pretty good. You know, they're big. They're, they're mobile. They don't look they're – the, they're the team that don't look out of place on that field. You know, so um, come through the. Um, I, me personally, I don't want to play Tonga. I, you know, you I, mean from a Kiwi perspective or from an England perspective? Well, I think if if I was in England, I'd be really worried about Tonga because I've seen glimpses of Tonga, and I know that they they sort of struggled through the last game, but I've seen glimpses of Tonga where you go, man, if they actually get this part right, they're gonna they're gonna really cause some cause it, some trouble. Well, it's always sort of been. We, we talk a lot about the halves for Tonga always been a bit, but it, it has always been them not being able to click. You know, when they do click, I mean, we saw that in 2017, you know, where I, they beat I the Kiwis. Two, I tell you the two biggest problems is, is uh, Lolo here and mm. Conrad Harrell. Yeah. Now, if they can get them just to play footy, mm-hmm. like play footy and play back, play back into a sort of NRL-style percentage game, that side's going to well, go Lola really well. Well, Lola is particularly for me on the field quite temperamental, like he's yeah. very hit and miss with some of his decision-making. So I think you're bang on there. Um, so England play Greece on Sunday morning. It's an early morning, 2.30 a.m., which they'll do a big number on. And then uh, France are playing Samoa, um, and that is on Monday morning at 6 a.m. Given that you know France did push England a little bit in that first half, could they cause some problems for Samoa or...? Oh look, I think some I think some miles come out and sort of got themselves right. You know that uh, that game they looked they looked like they had a little bit more co- cohesion. They weren't afraid to throw the ball around. I thought uh, Jerome Luai was really good. Brian Tor in the, out on the wing, carrying the football was back to his best. Um, Papali through the middle with his passing game. You know that's what we were, we were looking for. Milford wasn't too bad. Um, you know, it's sort of I think. That gave them a bit of confidence and a bit of bit of opportunity to go. Well, we've got another game to try and get that that momentum um, going into this game for the quarters. Whether or not they can go to that level, at, you know, you've you touched on it when mm. you when you're having those that you've already had that one hard game and know that you got caught short. Whether or not it's an, enough of a wake up call for the next one is that's a, that's a telling one for them. Yeah, I would have I would have rather beat England. Then, then have to go in and go. Right, we're up against Tonga. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lebanon, Ireland, which was which was a great game. You know, on paper, we talked about Ireland being the favourites. It was a great game on paper. It sort of did deliver. I mean, it was a. It wasn't one of these blowout scores that we've seen. Thirty-two points to fourteen. Uh, they did. Um, I guess come out of halftime, Lebanon, and and put it to the sword. But um, they'll make it through. They'll make it through, and they're going to face Aussie probably in the quarterfinal. Um, oh, yeah, look, I thought I thought they got a few calls. 
Lebanon against Ireland. You know, there's still that part, a bit of luck um, played into their hands there. I thought Mitchell Moses' kicking game was a difference. You know, he um, he really kept, he kept the acid on them. He's a, and, and here's the difference in that Lebanon side. When he's firing, they all seem to go all right. So um, I was a little bit disappointed with Ireland. I thought they'd be a little bit closer than they were. But, you know, that's... That's what the what the finals is about. Yeah, two Simbins for them probably didn't help as well. Two separate points. Um, but Lebanon playing without Adam Duahi, you know, he uh, still missing that game. I've got to get that in my head because obviously in the NRL they call him Dewey, Dooley. Dewey, and <laughs> but then uh, Duahi, I think, is Vossi's has said that we did we talk about that. We talked about that, didn't we? About how he got into Lebanon camp and all the players yeah. made him feel bad about. Well, about I don't not know. I don't know if you've seen the one of the Samoans too, because I've done a. Yeah, they did a pronunciation video. They did. Which it was, was great. Really good. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they get a lot of interesting ones. Um, yeah, so without Adam Duahi, so uh, you know he's going to come back for Lebanon, but this isn't a team that's going to upset Australia. But I, I really like Lebanon, the way that they're playing at this World Cup. I hope more. More players out of the NRL because there is a big Lebanon, you know, contingent in Australia. More players out of the NRL if they know they're not going to make Aussie because that's for a lot of them their first first sort of port of call. Then then they they switch to Lebanon. You you will get a team full of NRL stars moving forward, and I think that's why I think it's important that they play, you know, that they impress and that they play a style that attracts people to want to come and play alongside Mitchell Moses and Adam Dwyer. You know, so I I think they've they've been quite impressive so far. I, look, I think you and, know, and could and could. Not beat Australia, but they could turn out a good performance against Australia. That you know, what's, sort of what's, wraps a, what's up the a good what's a good performance? I think you know that you, you'll see them. They will put, put on some points. Yep. They'll have they'll have a decent crack. Oh, you're dead right. I think this uh, tournament is defining in a way that you that comment you've made about other players having a look at their their home nations and going, well, I'm going to go and play for them. I I even think that they're not going to choose Australian jerseys. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I th- yeah, that, I would think, be, that would be the dream. I think this tournament is defining and making players. You you, you know, we had a chat to uh, Kevin Edel about Cook Islands. You know, he's gone and rattled off. Valentine Hines could have played for the Cook Islands. You know, Joseph Munu could have played for the Cook Islands. Now, if they go to the next World Cup, imagine they'll have those players in that side. Mm. You know, New Zealand has to go and find another three three or four players to fill it. Nick Nick he, he goes and plays for the Cook Islands. So um, it's a, it is a defining World Cup in the sense that these games, these ones that Lebanon play up against the Tier 1 teams, the Australians and New Zealand, mate, of course you'd want to play in them. Mm. Hey, seriously. Yeah, you'd, and you'd, want to, you'd want to go and test yourself out. And I think Mitchell Moses loves that international stage when he gets out there and absolutely. goes, right, I'm, I've got a free licence, I can go and do what I want. Yeah, and more, and more expectation on him because, you know, he's playing with some guys who aren't NRL players and he has to step up and be a leader in the team. Because, Kebby, when you look at it, you've got 16 NRL teams, right, and they've all got squads of... I don't know, 25, 30 guys. Um, I don't know the math there, but there's a lot of players that are sitting on the couch right now watching this World Cup. And I'm sure if they can, you know, find some sort of heritage, we, you know, you'd be seeing a, a rugby league World Cup that's just sprinkled with, with NRL guys. You know, I think you're bang on. I think this has been a real turning point. 2017 was the start of it. And I think this this particular World Cup is going to be another. Oh, look, I take, my, I take my hat off to the Tongans, seriously. Yeah, well, they, they were the trailblazers. You know, yeah. even and it was a big decision. It because, was massive. Joseph know, Tomalolo, um, you know, uh, Fafida, the way that they've pulled the team together. David Fafida playing for them. Like, he was, he was, Andrew Fafida was enticing him to play for Tonga at the beginning of the year, mm. and he wouldn't commit. And then for him to go and play, play for Tonga, you've got, you got, you got to remember that all the kids at school don't know Andrew Fafida. Mm. 
all right, they definitely know who David Fafita is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when they see David Fafita running around in a, in a um, Tongan jersey, of course you want to be like David Fafita. And yeah. I think that's what the difference is. You've got all these young up-and-coming players that can play Origin and for Australia going, no, 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 I'm going to go and play for my home. And that decision for Tonga means that everyone across the board, Samoa's gone and done it. Like, they've gone and done it. They've, mm. they've just gone, well, they'll go out and emulate um, Tonga, the Cook Islands are thinking about it. Lebanon players are sitting and on the fence. And, and they're big players, you know, Suali'i for Samoa. They're not guys that are, I guess, forgotten about. They're, these are big name players. Well, that have, probably... a at, have a look at the side. Australia's still got, they've got, the, they got Ninoi. He plays for Samoa. And they've got yeah. Tualagi on the wing. He plays for Samoa. Yeah. You know, you know they, those two decided, well, should we go to Samoa or should we go to Aussie? Well, we've always wanted to play for Aussie. Let's play for Aussie. I guarantee you that in the next World Cup, they're not playing for Aussie. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. And um, we've got to take a break, Kempi. We've got a couple more games quickly to run through, and then we've got to look at this weekend. Um, if you want to get a, a jump aboard the conversation, 0800 It's running it straight here on SCNZ. Thanks to Gull, fueling your mission all year round. We'll come back right after this. 10 minutes to four here on ECNZ, running it straight. Myself and Kempe, uh, we've talked a lot about Samoa and Tonga already. Samoa beating Greece 72 points to four. A great bounce back from that uh, England loss. And then uh, Tonga beating Wales 32 points to six. But the one I did want to talk to you about, Kempe, was PNG uh, Cook Islands this morning where PNG um, got away at the end, uh, winning 32 points to 16. And PNG building, you know, something pretty... Pretty special, and they'll they'll make the quarterfinals where they're going to come up against uh, probably England at this stage, aren't they? Um, yeah, how impressed I guess have you been with with PNG? Who are you know when you put them up against Samoa and Tonga, they're almost like the little brothers. They are, and I think I think when you look at them too, and the and the caliber of play that they've got in their side playing um, championship up in England, most of them in Queensland Cup, they're going really well. You know, Justin Ollum, they've got a sprinkling of, of NRL players through the side, but the effort that they're putting in, like there'd be a few NRL clubs looking at some of these um, Papua New Guinean players thinking that they can they can sign them for next year. I think their hook has been outstanding in the nine jersey. Um, a couple of their front rows have been really good. Obviously, Justin Ollum's been been awesome. But I think, you know, on their, on their day, they should have won that game against Tonga first up. I thought they should have got that. Mm-hmm. Um Cook Islands was always going to be a really good game. You know, Cook Islands, they came out, they got within two at half time, but they always had the wood on them, Papua New Guinea. Coming out straight after half time, their first carry of the ball went, went front row, ran through, ran 60. They scored on the first set um, straight after that. Reese Martin, I think, missed his first kick in 43 attempts um, today mm. as well. Yep. But, but he didn't miss Gotten, mate. What a goal kicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, can they, can they get past the Poms? I think they'll make a game of it. Well, it's, I think they'll make a game of it. If they had won that Tonga game, like you said, which they probably should have, then you know they'd be top of that group and probably would, for me, be the story of the World Cup because they're not a team, unlike you know Samoa and Tonga, who are threatening to make a semi-final and a final. They're not laden with NRL talent. They're not. You know, they're not, they're they're not. superstars. This is the team that's built basically just from, I guess, not local talent, but not guys that we've pretty much never heard of before. So I've, it would have been really the story if they had finished it in the number one spot, which yeah. isn't going to happen now, but yeah. Yeah, so, and, and you know, they could, they could do it. They could they could come out and, and upset. You know, they, they went very close against Tonga, and if we're saying that Tonga are, are probably the scary team that England don't want to play, it puts, puts Papua New Guinea into the picture, doesn't it? So, you know, fr- France showed up against England, kept them close at half-time. Can, I think if that was Papua New Guinea, 
at, at you know, um, 18, 12 and a half time, I think then we've got a game on our hands for the next 40 minutes. So, mm. oh, look, I don't, I don't rule them out. I think they can win. I think, I think it's, they're up against it against England. We'll take one more break. When we come back, we'll run through the eight games we've got on this weekend. It starts on Saturday morning at 7.30 at New Zealand v Island on Spark Sport. Um, so a good chance to see the Kiwis one more time before they go into the quarterfinal. So we'll take one more quick break. We'll go through the next eight games after that. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.